finale. The county hammers out a budget. Joey Preston case is back in the headlines. Wild hogs. And another hero falls too soon. Plus the election season is finally over. All this and more on this edition of the Anderson Observer Podcast. News from people you trust. It has been a busy time in Anderson as we head into summer. Uh, June is here. This weekend, Saluda River Alley, if you missed it, brought about 200 kayaks and other small boats from more than a dozen states. And it's the eighth year for this annual event. It's the best one by far, everybody said, who's been there before and the organizers and the folks who've taken part in it. It was the first year that a fee was charged for the rally too, but that $25 covered camping, river events, uh, exclusive uh, river access to the lower part, which nobody can get to other than for this event because it's private property. Uh, shuttles for the people and their kayaks back and forth, plus barbecue at the Saluda River Grill and live music. And not a single person I talked to complained about that small fee. So I think that worked well. Did not cost the county as much. And uh, it's a, a, it was a really good event. In fact, I, here's what one participant, uh, one of the participants had to say to me at the end of the day. Uh, these folks uh, went the long route. There was a 9-mile and a 15-mile kayak. They went the whole 15 miles. And it was, a, it was a couple of women, one from Florida, and here's what they had to say about the event. I'm Terry Zook, and I'm from Sarasota, Florida. I'm Kayla Ritchie, and I'm from Easley, South Carolina. Okay, so what made y'all want to ride on the Saluda River Rally today? <laughs> well, we did it last year, so of course we had to do it again. Yep, and we had to go 15 miles. 15 miles to show that we are strong, independent women that can do what we want to do, and life is an adventure. Always an adventure. So y'all were the brave ones. You did. What, what did you think? Like last year, you did the shorter one. Today, you did the full thing. What did you think of the full thing? The last six miles was the best part. Yeah. The first nine was terrible. <laughs> A little slow, a lot, slow of paddling. Yeah, a lot of paddling. But the last six was like the bomb. Made it worth it. Yeah, it was awesome. What would you say to people who are kind of watching this and haven't decided if they're going to participate in the rally next year? Definitely Just do go it. For it's, it. It's worth it. Life's an adventure. Life's an adventure. You only yep. live once. Yep, YOLO. <laughs> As you could tell, those folks were having a great time. Been a great day, a long day, but they had a really good time. Weather was warm, and, but a good breeze made it perfect on the river for the folks who participated. Uh, Anderson County started this event to improve recreation facilities across the county and also to make them accessible to everybody. Uh, with two self-launch ADA kayak facilities, we're a leader statewide in this effort, and a number of folks uh, in wheelchairs participated Saturday, and that was because the county made it possible. And a huge amount of uh, thanks goes out to Matt Shell, who's in charge of parks and uh, Sharon Nicomito, who's also involved in the County Parks Department, and all the other volunteers and folks that came out and made it possible, because without the folks at the Piedmont and Pelzer and Powdersville Fire Departments, all these volunteers came out that day and really tried to keep everybody safe and kept an eye on everything. And County Councilman Ken Waters, who I thought was just there for a visit, was actually on the job, and he was uh, helping out as a volunteer, driving trucks and helping people uh, load their kayaks up and unload them and just help people figure out what was going on there. And here's what Ken had to say about the event. It's the Saluda River, River Rally, and you have a job, a different job here today. I'm talking to Anderson County Councilman Ken Waters. Your, your job today is what? I just drive the truck. Now, what are you driving the truck for? What we're doing is we're going into the second phase of the uh, Saluda River Rally, and it'll end up down at Timmermans Park at Pelzer, which we have the, the uh, city of West Pelzer and Pelzer helping out down there. They're manning that station. Uh, what we've done is we come all the way from Dolly Cooper, which is nine miles, and then it's six miles from Piedmont down to, uh, down to uh, Pelzer. 
And my job is when they, the ones that want to go on to Pelter, I just go ahead and load them up, carry them down, and we got people helping us unload and getting them on their second journey there. And both those show off our accessible ADA Yes, yes, plans. yeah. Why, why is an event like the Saluda River Rally important in Anderson County? It's opening up a, uh, a whole new uh, part of recreation that we never have looked at. Uh, this will be the eighth year. This is the first year that we've actually charged. We have a lot of, um, of uh, actual boat owners that are participating in this. And uh, it appears to me that everyone's having a great time because uh, they know how to, what they're doing when they get into it, and uh, and they're uh, they've done this before, so it's real making it real easy for everybody. Now I've seen kids and dogs and everything on these boats. Yeah, yeah, they uh, uh, these guys do it all the time, and uh, so they kind of know what they're getting into because uh, if your first time, it's a little bit tough on you. Uh, Especially about halfway down, you start getting a little hungry and thirsty. And uh, there's been a couple of trips that's motivated me to get to Saluda River Grill and uh, get some of that good barbecue. Well, I knew you were a fisherman. Are you a kayaker too? Man, if it has fun around it, I'll do anything. I enjoy having a good time. You like being on the water? That's it. That's it. All right. And uh, what else would you tell people why this is such a great event? Man, just get ready to do it uh, next year. If you didn't get to make it this year, we're only doing it one day. Uh, this year we had a $25 charge. You got a t-shirt and a uh, barbecue meal from Saluda River Grill. Those guys have been great to work with over the years. And uh, next year I believe it'll even be better because I think we've uh, stumbled onto something here that uh, this is the way we need to do it from now on. And this is one of those events I, I predict is going to get bigger and better. And the few little uh, details this year, and I've heard very few complaints. They're going to obviously do an evaluation, see how they can get even better next year. Those things will be ironed out, and next year's will be bigger and better as they get the word out more and more. And again, I, people from about a dozen states came down. There were people from Virginia and Florida and, and quite a few places that came and really enjoyed it. And uh, I know that if you missed it this year, it's a fun event. And if you're a complete beginner, get out and give it a try because there were people there who it was their first trip down the river and, and without uh, any exceptions they were all telling me what a great time they had. Well meanwhile the Anderson County Council's been busy they've been trying to iron out the 2017-2018 fiscal year budget. Initial plans for a tax increase are kind of undergoing some potential changes. They're trying to keep the budget lean and also trying to figure out at the same time how to provide services and to maintain roads for our growing population. Remember, our population continues to grow at a rapid pace and a record pace. It is a tall order, and right now, some of the ideas that had been floated seem to be off the table, including the vehicle fee, which is going to make it pretty much impossible to fund our roads this year. So I've said and written here and in the Observer, not a single citizen in Anderson County who owns a car could not afford an additional $25 per year fee to repair and maintain our roads. The current situation with many roads, if, you, if you're if you out driving just anywhere near as much as I am, you realize the wear and tear on our tires and on our vehicles are far beyond the $25 per year cost that a fee would bring in that would allow the county to have the $5 million they're going to need in addition to the money that we hope is coming in from the state to give them the 7 to $8 million to take care of the roads. If we don't, then we're going to begin to lose roads that are going to have to be dug up and started over and, and the, the hole is going to get deeper. So I hope that once we get through this budget, people will start talking about it and county council will reconsider. Again, the people who seem to be complaining the loudest are not going to be the poor people. 
Uh, there are going to be people who probably have fleets of vehicles, which, again, that can be worked out, too, with multiple fleet discounts and things like that. Something needs to be done. Council is, though, seeking an increase in the budget to help pay for races for the deputies, the Anderson County deputies, which is long overdue. We fought for it with the, from right here at the Observer a couple of years ago when they got their last race, and the math just continues to be pretty simple. When our neighboring counties, such as Pickens, pay deputies $38,000 a year, Anderson County cannot expect to keep good law enforcement officers here for $32,000. There's just no way to do it. The problem that we've had in years gone by, and it will continue to be a problem if we don't get this raise in place, and I do think council is completely in favor of this right now, is that we have watched officers that we hire, send to the academy, uh, leave soon after uh, their training and go to another county due to our low salaries, which means it's even more costly for Anderson County because we get in a loop where we begin to train officers for other counties that hire them after we pay for their training. So the current proposal, which is, again, very likely to survive the final budget, calls for the salaries to increase to a minimum of $37,500, and that is a good start. And I do appreciate the fact that the councilmen are looking, looking out for our law enforcement folks. Uh, it's a very difficult job. We'll talk some more about that in a minute. There's still a lot of other issues in the budget to hammer out, and in Tuesday night's county council meeting, we'll discuss some of those, and you'll get an idea of the direction. It is the second reading of the budget. There's one more reading. We have to pass it by July 1st. So if you have any input or want to come out, it's Tuesday night, 630 at the Historic Courthouse downtown. That's every other Tuesday night, um, twice a month. If there's a month with three Tuesdays. There's only two meetings that month. Now, there's no word on whether the council will even comment on this week's recent Supreme um, South Carolina Court of Appeals, not the Supreme Court, the South Carolina Court of Appeals, overturning lower court's rulings and ordering former county and Anderson County Administrator Joy Preston to repay the $1.1 in severance pay he received when he left in 2008. The ruling tosses the case back down to the lower courts. Uh, there were some other little things in there as well, which said that the, the whole point was there was not a quorum there to make that vote and that lower courts had so far ruled improperly. But now it goes back down to the lower courts, and lawyers on both sides are going to have to determine what to do next and how to end this thing. Uh, if the Court of Appeals ruling holds, it's still pretty unlikely Anderson County will ever receive the $1.1 million. Uh, former Administrator Preston is already on uh, the book for $1.2 million. He has been ordered to repay in the uh, Silver Ponzi scheme that sent former Anderson County Councilman Ron Wilson to jail. And Preston's legal fees so far, in this case, are estimated somewhere in the neighborhood of $800,000. So he's already looking at a $2 million hole there, another, add another $1.1 to it. Uh, he's not wealthy enough to, to cover that. So stay tuned, which because uh, even if the county is able to recoup that $1.1 million, which again is very unlikely, the county has already spent more than $3 million in related legal fees, so it's a net loss of $2 million. I hope this case can finally find an end note soon, and I have faith that maybe our lawyers can finally bring an end to this. This has been going on almost 10 years now. Well, if the continually talking about the Preston case is not wild enough for you, on Monday there's a nuisance animal seminar that might do the trick. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is going to be out at the Civic Center to talk about how to deal with these wild hogs and coyote hybrids that are starting to show up in the upstate. Those wild hogs, you've probably seen some of the documentaries and things, how they can just completely destroy farmland, kill other animals. They're very aggressive, very bright. And, uh, you know, somebody had said they hoped it would be a wild hog calling contest, but I don't think any of us really want to see that. It's not on the agenda, uh, but it might be fun. Anyway, that meeting is at the Civic Center Monday if you're interested. 
on a far more somber note, and I want to tone this down here because the Civic Center this week also is going to host some events that we wish we didn't have to hold. Uh, memorial service is going to be held this week for fallen Anderson County deputy who died in an accident in the line of duty this week. Um, the family of Deputy Devin Hodges will receive family and friends Monday night at the Civic Center, and there will be a memorial service planned for Tuesday at 1 p.m., and the public is invited. It is so easy to forget how dangerous an average day is for a member of our law enforcement officers. This was a, supposed to be a, a normal day, a training exercise on the lake with other officers, and, and uh, it ended up we lost an officer in the line of duty. And this is just another chilling reminder of what they face every day. And again, why the, their pay is just not even enough, and no matter what you raise it to. And Deputy Hodges is leaving behind a wife and four young children. And a fund has been set up for him at Park Sterling Bank. Call 224-5151 and ask how you can contribute to the Deputy Devin Hodges Memorial Fund. I encourage everybody to give a few dollars here and there, because if we do it collectively, it could be a real help to that family. Also this week, the long, long, long election cycle has finally let out its last gasp. Uh, Richard Cash is officially the new uh, South Carolina Senate District 3 representative. He easily won the special election for the seat that was left vacant when Kevin Bryant was named new lieutenant governor. Cash received almost 82% of the vote, and there was no official opposition, so no big surprise. A last-minute write-in campaign for Carol Burdett who had lost to Cash in the primary, and a writing campaign which she denied any knowledge of and said she actually voted for Cash herself. It failed miserably, did not do very well. She got about 670 votes. Uh, and I wish Cash the best, and I hope he serves us well. But I do not like the one comment after the election that he made when he said that those who were still trying to get votes for Burdett were trying to steal the election. Uh, uh, Senator Cash needs to understand voting is never stealing. So didn't like that comment very much. But I do hope he gets down there and learns the ropes. He's a newcomer, and he will learn more about government as he becomes a part of it. And I also want to say shame on the Anderson County Democrats for not fielding a candidate in a 15-week election cycle for an office of state senator. I recognize that we live in a strong GOP stronghold, but the two-party system needs both parties engaged and Anderson County Democrats dropped the balls on dropped the ball on this one, and I just hope that that's not going to be a continued thing, because we need ideas from all sides, and getting the same ideas from the same side, no matter whether you agree with them or not, is not good for the county, the state, or the country. So, I hope they will step up and at least offer some ideas. And one place though you'll never drop the ball or run out of ideas when it comes to good food is Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill. One of the longtime sponsors of the Anderson Observer podcast, News from People You Trust. Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill and Sullivan's Caters offer the best food available anywhere. I promise you, you'll see me down there all the time. And they have the awards to prove it. Anderson's finest food dining establishment for special occasions, dinner, lunch, and more has been listed as one of the top 100 restaurants in the United States, which is only one of only two in South Carolina to grab that honor. The other one's down in Charleston somewhere. And they have been featured many times in Southern Living, numerous culinary magazines, and on the front page of the Wall Street Journal even, talking about success of their restaurant. Bill Nickerson and his wife Sabre took a chance when they opened Sullivan's in downtown Anderson 20 years ago, and we owe them a huge debt of thanks since their risk kicked off the renaissance of downtown Anderson. Um, they also have catering at rates that are more competitive than almost anybody would believe. I, I promise you that. Visit their Facebook page, Sullivan Caters, or visit Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill.com to find out about the restaurant. And if you're having 
you can have that same great food you get at Sullivan's at your wedding, family reunion, party, corporate event by checking Sullivan's Caters. And they have professional chefs and they have very professional presentation. The people are dressed professionally. The presentation is amazing. So Sullivan's Caters for what you'll get. You'll get far better service for less than you'll pay some of the little mom and pop shops where they'll turn up in t-shirts and short jeans. Finally, this week uh, has had many great events. If you were bored over the weekend, you weren't paying attention. In addition to the Sluder River Rally and all the other things that were going on, Saturday was when the Honor Flight Guard, which honors our war veterans, honors our war veterans, they relocated their event from Greenville to Anderson for the first time. They're going to stay here. There was a ride in their honor by bikers, and participation was good, and we, we appreciate them moving that here. Our local theater community was hopping. Milltown players were finishing up a run of something. One of their plays and the Market Theater also just finished production. Electric City Playhouse is getting ready to launch a show in a couple of weeks. And the Anderson County Farmer's Market is back in full swing. And they have tomatoes. So head out and get a jar of Dukes and some Wonder Bread and start enjoying the summer in earnest. Farmer's Market is open now mornings, Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. And the amounts of produce coming in is amazing. So far, not much is in short supply. We hope that continues. The only thing we know that will be in short supply this year, though, is peaches. Both South Carolina and Georgia lost most of their crop due to bad weather, so if you see any local peaches, you better grab them this year because there won't be too many. And now the drought is finally over, though. It's officially over in our area. So hopefully that means the summer will continue to be full of really good homegrown fruits and vegetables. And you can grab those at the farmer's market, as I said, because they're really starting to come in. A little bit of everything's starting to come in now. Later this week, the Anderson County Library will kick off summer reading. So their summer is officially here. School's out, trying to keep the kids reading. And that means with school out, you need to be especially careful on the roads because all the teenage drivers are out and the kids are out playing and then running in the streets. So take it easy and slow it down a little bit. And don't forget this week, Thursday, downtown Main Street Block Party is in full swing. The rest of the summer is to go there. They've had about half and half bad weather, and we're just hoping they're having good weather on Thursday nights. It's free, fun entertainment for the entire family every Thursday night, and you'd be surprised who all you see down there. Uh, Carrie Jones has done a wonderful job doing that, and Carrie's also planning for the Father day before Father's Day car show, which he's been doing for, I think, 17 years now. And I'll have more on that next time when talking to Carrie about that. But also remember that summer is a time when our local charities need volunteers and donations the most. It is the slowest time for both volunteers and donations. So give AIM, Meals on Wheels, Clean Start, Haven Rest, any of the other fine charities we have here in Anderson a call and see what you can do to help this summer. They're all on Facebook. You can find them easily. And if you don't have time, give money. If you don't have money, give time. And when I say give time, sometimes just an hour here, an hour there. Almost anybody can spare an hour a week. So even a little will go a long way when they're trying to help folks in our community, our neighbors who are less fortunate, we can be a part of that, and we all know we all want to be a part of that. Well, that's it for this week's Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. Join me back here next week for more local news, events, and analysis as we get into our weekly summer schedule. And until then, get out and do something to make Anderson a better place. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me All summer long we sang a song 
And then we strolled that golden sand Two sweethearts and the summer wind Like painted kites, those days and nights they went